FastX Golf. It's officially uh, the first day of the U.S. Open, and I'm here, as always, uh, with my good friend and FastX Golf analyst, Mr. Klaus, Commander Klaus. So, right off the rip, I'm just going to give you the floor. You've been kind of blowing up all day at work, stuck in your cubicle, and basically what you've been watching or hearing the highlights of is that this course, Wingfoot, that was advertised to be this dominating course that the players are going to shoot eight over at is an absolute joke and the players are shooting masters style scores uh your thoughts oh it's not even masters it's buick open but first things first is we're in september and we have a major championship i mean let's look at the positives here it's awesome just to be even sitting here talking about a major when it should be prime football season especially with everything that happened that's happened this year so let's just look at the bright side of it but now let's talk about the atrocious um Look, I'm not even like, this isn't even, I don't even know what to say anymore about how bad this is. It is a Buick Open, like, birdie fest. There's, uh, I'm, I'll am i pull it up in a second. There's like 30 guys in the car, and it's horrible. Here, I mean, here's what is, what pisses me off most. The past, and tell me if I'm joking, the past three months, basically, well, I would say since the PJ Championship, all we've been hearing about is this winged foot golf course. It's all over my Facebook advertisements. It's all over Golf Digest. It's all over the USGA. Like all they've been saying is how this course is impossible. This whole week, I've been seeing tweets how there's you can fit an Arnold Palmer can in the rough, and and the greens are so fast. People are putting, doing like the trick putts where you hit it up a hill and it comes down. The rough is incredibly long. Like this is going to be like the old school U.S. Open. And, like, the winner would be lucky to, to shoot a uh, one-over score. That's not at all what's happened. Well, One-over one might, one might not even make the cut. I mean, the <laughs> way it's looking right now, one-over par, and that's the score I picked to win the tournament. And that was a conservative score. I wasn't going to go three-over. I wasn't going to go three-over par. But I'm like, eh, they'll probably make it a little bit easier because the players are going to complain. But one-over par might not make the cut at this point because there are currently, and this is a live look, one-over par is tied for 38th, which – isn't if it was a regular golf tournament, it'd be pretty tough. Yeah. But this is a U.S. Open that they've been hyping up, like you said, Fats, through the just every day. But oh, the rough is just so long. Yeah. I think the rough is a hoax. I think that literally it's like this wis- wispy, like thin. You know what I'm talking about? Like yeah, the, the yeah. thin grass, like it, you'll see, like on, on the sides, like woods. I think it's all that because players they'll have like Twitter um, live looks or something. They'll have like a highlight and be like. Oh, uh, so and so doesn't care about the long north. They just stuffed it five feet and yeah. backspun it, and they're going to get birdie. Guys it's are pulling like, out from this rough, right? That I mean, is- right now, currently there is there are twenty three guys under par. Which again, if this was um, the waste manager at Phoenix Open, people would be going, "Oh, they really set the golf course up pretty tough." But this is winged foot. This is quote by Tiger Woods, one of the three toughest courses he has ever played in his life. With winged foot being one of them. Uh, Carnoustie being the other one, and Oakmont, where Dustin won the U.S. Open a few years ago, being the third. So right now, I think that course needs to be booted out of that club. Here's what's hilarious is this is like the U.S. Open is, is for some reason has this like aura about guys shooting like over par and winning. Like three out of the last four years, it's been two, two of the last three years, the winners have been 13 under and 16 under. I, mm-hmm. And that's probably going to be, it's probably going to be like 15 under this year. 
I don't understand what the deal is. Why is it that the course is playing so easy? Do you have like any – what is going on? Why is it so easy? Personally, I do not think it's the course. It's the USGA. It has always been the USGA. The, the member that said the course could, could play as a winning score at 8 over par probably honestly is correct. That's why I said earlier in one of my tweets that I want to get his opinion on the take or, or on the yeah, course yeah. setup because – I think they. I think the USGA, and I just read an article. I will retweet this um, right after this video. That the USGA it was 14 hours ago. They made the course quote easier to make the um, the course more like fair, and they want to have like a true like just let the golf course be the golf course. So basically, they're just like, yeah, here's a um, you know a, a Dutch hollow. Go out and if you shoot 20 under par and win it, good for you. We don't really care anymore. They just totally like, oh, the best guy wins. We don't care if it's 40 under. Because I don't want to hear the players complain about. That's what pisses oh, me off. It's too hard. It it was like it was uh, what two years ago or last year when the players were there was bitching from the players about how it was too hard. Like, what are you? You're a professional player. How is there a course that's exactly. too hard for you? Exactly. You are a pro golfer and you are complaining about your job. Basically, it is your job to go out there and play golf, and you don't have a say with the course. They could put windmills and um, clown you know, clowns, and sandcastles, and. Yeah. and and, I mean, there's no limit to what they could do. You're a pro golfer. The best score wins, and every single person on that golf course plays the same course. Not one guy is slight. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm going to make it harder for uh, Rory McIlroy because he has been known to complain about the course. He's been the one the front runner on it. Yeah. Not calling him out, but still. It, like, they can't make a, a tweak course for these for one guy. So this is what cracks me up about it. So Wingfoot's like director of golf courses, Steve Rabidou, who's been all over media. He's been on Four Play Pod. He's been on Golf Digest like all week, talking about how how much prep goes into this course. How they have sixty crew guys working basically day and night, mowing with a, a, a little headlight on the front of their mowers and all this stuff. Looking at the rough, making sure the rough's like the perfect length. He said that the the winner might shoot eight over this week, or no? Excuse me. He said that there is going to be a lot of scores thrown up between the mid to high 80s. And this is a par 70 course. So that just showed, that would be like 15 over. The closest to that was 9 over. And this same course that they thought was going to no, be so it's difficult. Eight it's 8 over. The yeah. worst score right now is 8 over. 78. That is the worst score on this golf course. I honestly think I honestly think I could shoot brick 100 right now. Because I, I just watched 20 minutes of it before the video. Yeah. And I'm disgusted by the greens. The greens look as green as Corona Hills, which means they're they're slow. Yeah. I mean, there's no rollout. It's like, and then the, 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 the announcer trying to like hype up if a putt goes by like two feet. Oh, look at the speed of these greens. It's like, no. They're probably, in comparison, the Emerald in St. John's is a 12 on the stint meter. Fastest greens I've ever played in my life. These greens at the U.S. Open probably are, are a, a 10 or 11. Yeah. Legit a 10 or 11. So we have played faster greens than what the pros are playing right now, lighting up this golf course. And the, the thing that just cracks me up is some amateur, like it's it's almost like it was almost right off the rip of the start of the, the day where everyone was still kind of thinking like, oh, this course is going to be really tough. Then some amateur right on hole one just walks right up and eagles out from like how far, like 150 yards away, just eagles it. Right up the hardest hole, the hardest green in the course, he just eagles it. It, it's horrible. I mean, it, like, I'm not trying to diss somebody that if you make a good shot, I mean, it, it's still a good, like, good for you. But I don't want, I don't want to see, I don't want to see pars at a U.S. Open. I want to see true grit, triple bogeys, players snapping clubs over their knees, and I want to see them complain because that's what they should be doing. And as for that guy that um, 
I think, I think he's right here. He shot 76. So Eagle, 200 par, I think he's going to shoot like a 54 or something. He shot 76. Which <laughs> that's the same guy out. that's eagling out on those courts. Oh, he, here's, another, here's another. This is how bad it is. The last place guys are 8 over par, and that is what the score prediction was for the winner. Yeah. And we're not even going to see the light of day of that. Eight over is going to miss the cut by like six strokes. Cut line's probably going to be, if I had to guess, cut line's going to be probably three over. Three over is going to make the cut. Four over will not. Three over will make it. And then I just go out in one of my favorite videos from the entire tournament. And it's like looking at the lowest the lowest score ever recorded in a U.S. Open at Wingfoot. Right off of the rip, Justin Thomas just tears the sport course apart with a five under, 65. And then you got Phil Mickelson, hole one, just shanks his drive right into the rough, hits like an impossible shot out of the rough and birdies it. Like That shouldn't be happening in this quote-unquote rough. I don't care how good these is, – is it, is it, are PGA players just getting like too good nowadays? Or is it just the fact that you said like they – why they make it so much easier? Who, who wants that? I, I will defend like – I mean I kind of have like a, a guideline here. And again, like any even amateurs, like I don't root for them, but – you got to respect if they're up there. I mean, the, the guy who was up there earlier, actually, he looks like he's probably our age. So it's pretty cool. I mean, imagine being yeah. 21, 20 years old, leading the U.S. Open. Yeah. I mean, that's just something that you're, you're going to have a lifelong story about if you never turn pro. But as far as, like, Justin Thomas or Phil Mickelson ain't going to get a shot, I want to see that because, you know, they're fan favorites. They're, they're two of my personal favorites. But I don't want to see some, you know, Thomas Peters or Lee Westwood or – Sean Norris, who are all 200 par, 300 par, all of a sudden they go, let's go to hole five. And we go, oh, it's an eagle putt for Sean Norris, and he's 400. And I was like, <laughs> who cares? Like, like, I'm not trying to just totally like jump on it, but it's like, I don't want to see that. I, don't, I, don't, I want to see a, I don't really care if a scrub wins it, as long as he's over par. If he's like four over par and wins it, good. Yeah. But I don't want to see a, Oh, what a what a he's really tearing this course up, you know. The conditions are benign and perfect. No, not by So moving on from the actual course, like what has been your sort overall like what have you seen what did Justin Thomas do today that made it so that he basically was able to shoot the lowest score, basically a win, winged foot ever? Well, to be honest with you, I'm not really sure on the details because I have yeah. a scoreboard watch all day, but and Honestly, I didn't really keep track of, like, uh, let's see, I can look right now. He probably had, I mean, six birdies, one bogey, if I had to guess. So, I mean, he just kind of went out there, probably made. But the greens, the, the the biggest thing is that the greens are just a total buzzkill. And they're not, usually when you see a fast green, like, think of the Emerald. You see this, like, light brown, just, you can just tell it's fast by looking at it for a half a second. You just know it's a fast green, and you know you're going to be, you know, screwed. But the first look on these greens, you see this plush, like, beautiful, like, up north style course. And it, it, it's just totally, I mean, you're going to see putts drop. The first, I will say this, the first putt I saw a highlight today was Kevin Na making a 55-foot bomb putt for birdie. That was the first shot I saw this whole tournament. And that, that kind of let, that kind of did like a leadoff, like, oh boy, here we go. Another yeah. 12 under par winning it. So, okay, so just let me just roll through the... Uh... As of now, we're recording this at uh, five twelve on Thursday. Justin Thomas is number one at five under. Patrick Reed four under. Uh, he had a hole in one, correct? He did. He did. I believe on hole seven. Don't quote me on it, but I saw the tweet. I think he was on hole seven, which is like 
It's a 165 yard par three. So, I mean, at this point, I'd say I'd probably, I'd probably go up there, seven iron it, uh, 30 feet, two putt, it, get par. I mean, yeah. So, of course, he's gonna get a hole one. Here's the here's the good thing about the tournament. I will say this: it, it's loaded at the top. I mean, right up one, two, and three, you have Justin Thomas, Patrick Reed, Roy McIlroy, and then tied for third as well as Bryson DeChambeau. And then in tenth, you have Ricky Fowler and John Rahm, who are only three shots back. So it's it's a loaded leaderboard, which is what we want to see. But Tiger Woods comes out just rip roaring, red hot, and then ends up three over, basically out of the tournament already. I'm sick of the Tiger Woods. Like he couldn't have just shot one under today just to stay in the hunt. Like he had to just shoot three over and put himself eight strokes back right off the rip. There is something that needs to be said. Like I mean, obviously we're not going to be the guys that like make a change, but. There's something that that needs to be said because literally every pro that I watched on Golf Channel from Monday till Wednesday was saying, "Yeah, if you shoot one under par, you're winning this golf tournament by a mile. Like you're winning this by three, four strokes." And literally, if you're one under par, it's like tied for twentieth right now or tied for sixteenth. Literally, so, yeah. It, obviously, not going to win anymore. So Tiger Woods, I mean, if he shoots, basically, he's got to assume this is like a PGA Championship. It's going to be. It's not going to be easy, like just on a generalized term. But the course is not easy per se, but in terms for a U.S. Open, this isn't good. This is a record-shattering and not-in-the-good-way um, tournament and has tarnished, in my opinion, the USGA's reputation permanently. It's over with. They're, they're, they're not on the hot seat anymore. The, hot, the, the seat's been—it's ashes right now, and the ashes have been spread, spread over on Wingfoot. I'm not sure if you should be the one casting aspersions like that, considering you're the one that took your two picks to win the tournament are nowhere near the top of the board. They're not even in the top leaderboard. I don't even see them on here. Where's Dustin? I actually honestly haven't looked. I, yeah, I, I knew he wasn't on the top. He's At best, he's one under. At, and sure, there's no he's... shot he's even at one under because my well, list cuts off at two was, under. That was kind of like the, the, first, uh, the first hour of this tournament when I was kind of scoreboard watching, like highlight watching, I was thinking this is going to be a over par fest because you had Tyrell Hatton, which is my pick, um, 200 par. He was, he was leading the golf tournament for about 45 minutes. And then he didn't really fall apart. He just kind of had, he played the course how it should be played. He just had bogeys here and there. Finished three over. So probably like Tiger out of it because three over apparently is the new, um, you know, three under or whatever. But, it's it's over with. I don't know. I think both of my picks were not one of your I best picked, showings. Not gonna lie, not one of your best I, showings. I picked, I picked my picks based off of the course playing to be over par. That's why I picked Hatton because he won the Arnold Palmer Invitational with four guys under par. He won it at four under, and there was three other guys under par. So he knows how to win on a tough golf course. But obviously, this course is not a tough golf course, if you know what I mean. All right, last thing before we wrap this up, your guy, uh, former favorite player. Uh, Jordan Spieth, what, uh, what the hell even happened to him out there today? I saw him leaving in a cart. What was going on? I don't know about that. I saw that one, but him leaving in a cart, and then him, like, they had, like, a bug in his eye on one of the greens or something. I assume he was in the cart probably because he lost the ball or something in the hoax of a rock. He probably was the only player in the field that had that happen, but he probably lost the ball in the rock, and he had to go back and drop for three or, or, or drop for, like, not three, like, four or five or whatever. I saw he had two double bogeys today, but um, he's just off the rails. He's just a he's shell. Totally, yeah. He's irrelevant. The 2016 Masters killed him. Is when you saw 
it wasn't just him losing the Masters when he dumped it in the water like that and blew it. That was his whole career at Learning Nutshell, being dumped in the water. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right, I'll get you out on this. Uh, your pick thus far, it's Thursday. You've seen the leaderboard. You've gotten a good grasp on how this course is going to play. So if you were to adjust your pick, give me two picks you think are going to win this. I'm going to go Patrick Reed. He, went, he was actually um, the guy I was debating with between Reed or Hatton. I didn't pick Reed just because I don't like him. I really want to like <laughs> you know go behind him. Yeah, he's a good player. I I, I try to have respect for him, um, but I'm going to go Patrick Reed and the second one. I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go JT. Okay. Uh, I think I think him going out there shooting 65 is if it wasn't the U.S. Open, I'd be all over this right now. I love JT. He's top five favorite golfer of mine. Um, He's not just getting in the bunker right now. He is getting all over this golf course, and I hope he wins. I really, I, I don't care if he's twenty under at this point. Just let's just see some nice golf. Let's just have fun watching it this weekend, and look forward to seeing all the big names up there duking it out. I'm going with the Shambo. I like the Shambo. He's he's in the hunt. Like that it. guy. I tell you what. I, say what you will about the Shambo. He never just goes out and lays an egg. He's always in the hunt. Every one of these tournaments. So you can say that. All right, Fast X Golf U.S. Open preview slash recap all in one here on Thursday. Uh, We'll see you later.